0: Hello, everybody. What's up? Jay Binkley here. Kansas City Chiefs training camp live Friday. We're one day away from football. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Behind me here is Rob Britton. He's the producer of our afternoon show here on 610 Sports Radio, the 2 to 6. We'll be talking some Chiefs today during that show. I can guarantee you that because there's only a couple things to talk about in Kansas City this time of year. Obviously, we talk about the Chiefs. We talk about barbecue. Royals. I mean, I don't know if we can count World Series this year. Wish we could. We can talk about Bobby Witt Jr. It's the uh, top prospect for the Royals uh, getting up here. But we talk a lot of football in this town, this football town. And everybody's been migrating to St. Joe. Where training camp practice has been as the Chiefs are, what, one of four NFL teams that had training camp away from the home facility. It's really a rarity in the NFL. Kansas City, Dallas. Dallas, of course, is in Oxnard. Uh, The Panthers. Washington was away for four days and they're back one in the Colts. They're away from home too, but it used to be a thing. Everybody went away for training camp. They don't do it now. Uh, they go here. Don't forget as always, you can email me Jay Binkley, Jay, just a letter Binkley at 610 sports.com. Or you can hit me up Twitter at the number three guys in the garage. Don't ask how I got that name, but it's, it's been there forever and you can't change. You can't change it at this point, but, uh, Regardless, people are fired up. Of course, uh, everybody's talking about, well, we have the Chiefs rights here. And our guy that does the morning show, Josh Klingler, he's the sideline reporter on the radio station because we have – we've got a partnership here in the building, and we have the Chiefs. Our guy's on the sidelines. But everybody wants to talk about Kay Adams from NFL Network. She's on the sideline for TV for the Chiefs preseason work. So Kling's going to take a back seat on the sidelines, But I'll bet. be listening to my guy. I'll be listening to Josh Klingler. <laughs> I mean, no offense to Josh Kling. I think K. Adams is a little bit bigger follower Well, we'll see. Josh we'll see. We'll find out. But something to watch this game, right? Who's going to be better, Klinger or, or K. Adams? I mean, that's the next storyline. Biggest storyline. Story Obviously, the biggest storyline that's going on here. Obviously, it's the uh, offensive line that we've talked about quite a bit. When we look at the chief storylines, I think it's, it, it's only the offensive line. And Rob and I were talking about it earlier. And the way I look at the offensive line, Rob, three rookies. I mean, it's much different. You know, you go into this offseason, okay, the Chiefs are going to overhaul their offensive line. Andy Reid wasn't real happy about the offensive line performance. Clearly, Brett Beach, the GM. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes wasn't wild about it, but he's not the guy to complain. We all saw it. it it's tough to watch that Super Bowl again. We all know the problem is Mahomes running around on turf, too. So not only was the line not blocking the Super Bowl, guys were rimmers, the right tackle was the left tackle. It was it was, it was, was uh, not your, your typical offensive line. Matter of fact, brand-new offensive line, for the Chiefs, that has three rookies right now. Creed Humphreys, we know the center, rookie out of Oklahoma, didn't give up a single sack at OU. Right guard Trey Smith, rookie six-round pick from Tennessee. Keep your eye on him because I think when they do redraft, he'll be a first rounder. Guy's been all SEC the last two years. He's uh, what, what do I have on Trey Smith here? He's uh, put it this: his final two years at Tennessee, he gave up just one sack, four hits, and twelve hurries. So yeah. That'll play, but he's the guy to watch on that offensive line, the right guard for the Chiefs. Mike Rimmers, who started the Super Bowl on the left side, he's actually started two Super Bowls, as he did with Carolina as well. Dealing with back spasms, came back to practice Friday with the rookie, Lucas Niang, out of TCU at right tackle. So the biggest question mark now has three rookies. Pay no attention to the word rookies, because these guys look like veteran presidents. But as we talked about, Rob, Mahomes to build that trust. Mm-hmm. you got to build that trust in the offensive line. Clyde Edwards, the layer of the running back, build that trust. Then Andy Reid and Eric B need to build that trust with that offensive line. Because we can talk about receivers all we want. We can talk about who's going to be the backup tight end all we want. The offensive line is really the one thing that makes everything go. You're totally right. And you mentioned the three rookies. I think it's more than just three rookies
1: because me and you have had the privilege of talking to a lot of former offensive linemen in the NFL. And what's the one thing they always talk about with the successful offensive line in the NFL? Communication and trusting the guy to your left or to your right—I guess your tackle is just the opposite side. But these five guys—they're going to start on Saturday night. Have never played any games together. You got a traded guy from the Bra- Ravens and Orlando Brown. You got a big free agent contract from Joe Tooney. The two rookies and probably Yang on the. Well, right. Belichick
0: wouldn't let them talk. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even know if he buzzed a little out. Talk. You guys don't speak. Yeah. Just, kidding. just kidding. Just kidding. But me. like that—that that the communication to me is the bigger deal. It's not
1: just the rookies. It's how they work as a unit because we know. It's not just, you know, block the guy in front of you like it's Pop Warner. There's so much more to it. I'm going to trust here. i got to get up to the second level. I know your guy is going to take my guy. So there's going to be some learning curve. And I think this preseason, more than most preseasons in Kansas City, is going to be fascinating because if that line coalesces quickly, that's great for the Chiefs because we know how tough out the gate their schedule is. If they kind of have some hiccups, you could see a team like the Browns, the Ravens, the Bills, these tough games they have early in the season become a problem because those are good defensive lines against a revamped Chiefs offensive line. So I want to see how quickly those guys gel. I know Andy Reid said when he spoke to the media Wednesday that the, all the ones we get the first quarter. I don't know that Patrick Mahomes getting the first quarter, but I think that offensive line is getting the entire first quarter because you got to work so. the kinks out.
0: I think so, too, the communication process. By the way, uh, Rob Brenton is joining me. He's on the afternoon show What's Twitter, at Rob underscore Brent. Rob Brenton? Rob Brenton. It's Rob it's Brenton. straight Brenton. There's no underscore. No underscore. Okay. I've already got to, I just type in Robin, <laughs> right there. Rob. Rob, R-O-B, Brenton, Uh, He's the afternoon uh, producer here on the afternoon show on 610 Sports between 2 and 6. And obviously, uh, I'll be in there today with Rob, and we're talking a lot of Kansas City Chiefs preseason football. We didn't have it last year. And I know people just kind of look at preseason football and say, why are we watching? I think there's a lot of reasons to watch this. I know that our friends over at the, uh, on an Odyssey Station San Francisco Trinity camp live, they're probably talking Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance right now. And they should be because that's a storyline to watch there. So that's going to be a compelling thing to watch. Though I'm sure they'll break it down, but we are interested in that, San Francisco. We are interested in the whole Trey Lance dynamic. Trust me, we're interested in that. What else besides the offensive line, Rob? I mean, are you interested at all in Clyde Edwards later? Or am I just being a football geek? The running back last year missed three games, had 1,100 total yards. And I will say this. Clyde edwards is the only running back in the history of the SEC to have 1,000 yards rushing and 50 receptions. Never happened. Since 2000, Rob, 99 running backs have been drafted from the SEC, 17 in the first round. Not one has had 1,000 yards and 50 receptions. So he had 297 last year out of the backfield. People say Chiefs could possibly have quite – and, again, Andy reason not going to show us in training camp exactly what their plan is but he's been hitting the jugs machine. He's been catching the football. We're going to see him a lot. Catch the football at the back. He even admitted he's been playing slot. He's been playing outside receiver as well as running back. I
1: think we're going to see a lot of him, but I think because of the nature of the preseason, Andy Reid's going to keep it pretty vanilla. So while I agree, I think he's going to be an interesting topic this season for the Chiefs. I think he might get a catch or two in the entirety of the preseason. It's going to be very generic screens. Andy Reid's not going to let the magic of his playbook out in week one of the preseason. The thing I'm looking for in the preseason, though, is- he saves things till the end of the year. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's big on <laughs> saving things. He's probably watched the 1955 Rose Bowl get nice. He's already going. for Week yeah. 17. He's got it down, so I don't think he's going to show us that in Week One. The thing I'm looking forward to, other than the offense line, is on the other side of the ball on the defensive line because Chris Jones this year is going to kick out the defensive end. Now he's going to float around, probably some tackles, some DN, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He and little camp snippets up in St. Joe has looked absolutely dominant. Now, me and you both know. Twitter snippets aren't exactly how the football is nope. game is played. But in theory, he'll be going up against Trent Williams for a snap or two in this preseason game. We know Trent Williams' contract. We know how good of a left tackle he is when the Chiefs pursued him this offseason because of his ability at it's left It's a heavyweight fight. It's a headway fight. I want to see if Chris Jones' Twitter snippets against the Chiefs' offensive line is just that. Camp fodder and Twitter little blowups. Or if he can go up against Trent Williams in game one and show that he's a true dominant defensive end of this league, because if that's the case, the Chiefs have an elite elite pass rusher plus Frank Clark on the other side of the ball.
0: Obviously, NFL fans, especially Chiefs fans, know about Chris Jones. He is arguably, I know you're going to say this because I'm in Kansas City, the second-best interior rusher in the NFL, behind Aaron Donald with the Rams. And many across the board in the NFL will agree to that. Um, Doug Farrar from USA Today that uh, looks at defensive linemen, great uh, how they did last year. He was voted number one. Well, he, he put him as number one three technique in the NFL. Oh, by the way, the best four-eye technique, four inside, is Jaron Reed, who's also a part of the Kansas City Chiefs, was with the Seahawks. He's with the Chiefs now for this one-year contract. So it gave the flexibility to move Chris Jones. He's lost 20, 15 to 20 pounds. says he eats fish. He does yoga. Even Kramer. Produces Just like money. you, buddy. You eats eh, fish and yoga. Yeah, but Kramer, my night producer, he's already, <laughs> he's, he did yoga last time because of Chris Jones. But anyway, watch this guy, and not just bloviating here, just saying things about Chris Jones, but when I went to training camp, all the they still chief stuff, three more days at training camp, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and they break camp. But I've been singing the praises of Chris Jones. I mean, the guy... Obviously, when you go up there, you're seeing Mahomes, dude. He's been doing the no-looks, behind-the-back passes and everything else. Wait for that NFL. You will see the behind-the-back passes. Someplace.
1: I want those little screens. You will see screens, the behind-the-back pass. You know, a little Anthony Sherman plays not going to be underneath anymore. It's going to be behind the back. Like, Kelsey's at the top of his game.
0: Chris Jones right there. But he just has that little bit of extra this year, this little bit of burst. And James Palmer from the NFL Network visited Chiefs camps. And one of his stories afterwards, he said he talked to GM Brett Beach. And he said, which gave me some validation. He said that Chris Jones is having the best camp he's ever seen, So I'm not just saying that, but when you're watching with your own two eyes, he's had the greatest training camp that we've seen uh, out of Chris Jones. And this guy's already at the top of his game. The interesting thing is I mentioned uh, Jaron Reed and he gives the flexibility because he'll be on the inside. it gives the flexibility to move him, to move uh, Chris Jones to the outside. Now, Check out these numbers. These numbers when Jaron Reed was with Frank Clark. Okay. In Seattle. Frank Clark, already um, outside linebacker here. You want to ring with the chiefs. He's a pass rusher play defensive end. Excuse me, not linebacker play defensive end when he and Jaron Reed played together in 2018. Last time they played together, they combined for 114 pressure, 64 hurries, 51 quarterback hits, 23 and a half sacks. Now, I'm just saying, those two like working together. Now Chris Jones really likes working with Jaron Reed as well. I think they're even roommates. Uh,
1: they're, yeah, they're, they're definitely it. roommates. Up roommates up. in
0: the toilet incident where it, um, I guess, Reed overflooded it. Uh, over flooded it. Uh, smoke alarm went off. There's a bunch of stories. Chris Jones told the story on that.
1: Chris Jones has been on our midday show two, yeah. three times this camp, just basically – Going out of his way to embarrass Jaron Reed. But, Jerry, the football player, from what we know, is a good football Dynamic. player. The so, person has been embarrassed a lot by Chris Jones.
0: In this defensive line, of course, you have the quarterback of that defense, uh, Tyron Matthew, uh, the honey badger. It's been unbelievable what he's been able to do. But uh, Chris Jones, so there's some validation there because the guy just – he just pops, man. He flashes. And I'll be honest with you, he's even said – all right, he's listed the defensive end, but he even said, hey, man, I'll be inside and outside. And Steve Spagnuolo – the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs gave us this back on may twenty seven during one of the uh, periods that he talked about. and he even said it, hey, Chris Jones could be on the inside outside. It's gonna be a chess match depending on who you're playing, and they'll move him around a little bit. They'll forget like J.J. Watt has moved around this defensive line uh, on defensive line so many times, inside, outside, right left. It didn't matter, but he's been a defensive player of the year several times. Michael Robinson of the NFL Network said Chris Jones will be the NFL player of the year this year, which, him having flexibility, to play the inside, outside, only helps him in his value, and it can, it can of can't Do you well, think
1: he's going to win the defense Player of the Year though? Like I know Michael Robinson said that, and Michael Robinson knows a lot about football, and I trust Michael Robinson. But
0: Chase Young, Aaron Donald, there's,
1: there's better pass rush. Basically, if you, had to, you T.J. Be, Watt, you had to be an elite pass rusher or an elite corner in the position, and I love Christian. If he gets a fifteen
0: sacks, plus yes,
1: I don't think I think he has to lead the NFL in sacks to do it. That, I think that's the only way he does it. And but I if he's Chris playing him. inside
0: and outside, he's, he has a chance. But he'll be in the conversation. I, I do believe he's in the conversation.
1: That's a fair. I, just I do believe he's in the conversation. If Michael Robinson said he could do it. I think there's that's, some studs out there. Yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, but he does look different. We saw Chase Young last he night. He does look different. Isaiah Wend. Like Chase Young. Chase Young's
0: a different beast. And speaking of Chase Young, he said the toughest tackle he faced in college was Lucas Nien, third round pick of the Chiefs. Opted out last year. Probably would have been put on the pup list anyway for torn hip labrum. Faced him at TCU. He was at Ohio State. Gave Lucas Niang some love. You'll see a lot of Lucas Niang going in San Francisco. But Chris Jones, I don't know if I've told this story or not, but uh, we call him Snow Cone Jones now. We've got this Kona ice truck that sits behind our broadcast, tent at training camp. And the first day of camp, when the veterans showed up, he does uh, an interview with our midday show, Cody and Gold. And he he had seen the glimmer of the snow cone at the corner of his eye, and Cody's like, "Well, I'll get you one. I'll get you one. So he wouldn't got him one. Buy him one. But his own money. Like with his own money goes and buys one. seven bucks." So they start this tradition. Then I'm up there on the weekends. Chris Jones comes by in the golf cart. They're driving. He wanted a snow cone, so wouldn't got him one. Now we got to deal with them. They give them. Now they're doing it with all the interviews. But anyway, he comes by every day for a snow cone. So not only yoga, not only have you heard the fish. Snow cones with Chris Jones. Power of the
1: snow cone, my man.
0: But looking forward to the defensive line, obviously stopping the run has been an issue with the Chiefs. Spagnola's made a huge difference with this team. And it's when the Chiefs, you know, this is why they're separating the AFC in my opinion. They're they're at the top right now. I mean, they are the Super Bowl favorites in Vegas. So I'm just saying this. The Baltimore Ravens, who do play the Chiefs, they need to beat the Chiefs. Because Lamar Jackson's 0-1-3 versus the Chiefs. What did the Chiefs need? Left tackle. They weren't confident in the draft playing a rookie out there because they could have had four rookies on the seat. Not going to do that. But Orlando Brown, I thought it was a pie in the sky, ends up with the Kansas City Chiefs. Even brought on Jonah Schaefer from the Baltimore Sun. They said, come on, man. I keep getting these Orlando Brown tweets. He's said, like, man, it's not going to happen. It's like, okay, I don't think it's going to happen either. Why would they give somebody the Chiefs need? It's what the Chiefs need. It's like if Belichick called Andy Reid, for a tackle like Mitch Schwartz, a right tackle a couple years ago, he wouldn't have sent him. He would have hung up the phone said, nice talking to you, Bill, and hung up the phone. It would have been a very cordial conversation. Yeah. Or he could have said, hey, man, this is the Wendy's. Could have, could have done several different <laughs> things. Sir, sir, this is the Wendy's. But regardless, the Chiefs need to beat the Patriots. So they did what they did. Bring in Steve Spagnuolo. It's had a success against Tom Brady. Knocked off that undefeated season, the Patriots. They bring him in. The results were a Super Bowl. Flipped the coaching staff. Flipped the players. Tyron Matthew comes in as the leader on the defense. Even the day he signed his contract, he basically said, Listen, Patrick Mahomes called me. He said, You be the quarterback of the sec defense. I'll be the quarterback of the offense. And that's what the Honey Badger has been doing so far. He's really recreated different roles um, for what a defensive back does. Matter of fact, speaking of Honey Badger, you go back to 2019. Where's this guy line up? Because we talked Chris Jones, could be on the inside and the outside. Tyron Matthew. His last two years, 2019, in the slot, 561 snaps. Box safety, 387. Free safety, 207. Defensive line, 91, obviously. Small defensive line. Maybe standing up just, you know, secondary up there. And plus Tyron Matthew. I think he has more quarterback pressure since in the league than any other secondary member. The wide corner, 31 times. Total snaps, 1277 for him. That was 19. So last year, safety, 508. Slot cornerback was there, 303 snaps. Outside linebacker 115, edge 48, inside linebacker 11, left cornerback 11, right cornerback 5, interior defensive lineman standing up, three different snaps. So the key is versatility with this football team, all the way up, all the way up from, um, all the way from Chris Jones, the versatility from defensive line, Tyron Matthew, what he can give on defensive line. Do you know how to get on the uh, audio skimmer?
1: I just, I, 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 oh, I, I really got that? that exact text. I peeked away and just like to send that back.
0: <laughs> this is work type stuff. We have somebody asking about the works, Nick, who joined me the other day. Um,
1: Here, i you finish. The video. No, oh, I just
0: didn't do that. But anyway, you got to finish the show this afternoon. We'll talk about it. But I mean, bottom line is you're fired up about Saturday night.
1: I'm very fired about Saturday night. This is probably the most excited I've been about a preseason football game. Now we didn't get preseason last year. And in 2019, I was pretty excited about preseason because the Chiefs had totally revamped their defense, and I was looking forward to seeing that. If you'll recall, sour taste, a lot of Chiefs fans' mouths. 2018, the Chiefs' defense, horrible. Patriots win it overtime. Chiefs rebuilt the defense that year. And in 2019, there was excitement in the preseason to see Frank Clark, to see Tyron Matthew, to see those guys, to see Steve Spagnuolo's new defense, to see if this defense can be anything other than just a nightmare and the Chiefs can win a game and go to the Super Bowl. There was excitement in the preseason. We got robbed the preseason in 2020, and now a rebuilt offensive line. I feel that same energy in Kansas City about the preseason. It's not regular season energy. Don't confuse it. But I think. But it's energy. I think Kansas City will be watching this game probably for the first, I guess, hour because of how long the first quarter-ish will take.
0: I don't know. I think they'll watch all the <laughs> <You> think- <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be pretty good. I think
1: they're in. in? I-, I mean, there is. A a buzz, I mean, it's always the one of the best teams in the NFL, it's definitely a buzz, but there's a buzz about seeing this team in the preseason, I haven't felt in a long time in Kansas City, and I would say, considering what most fans and people think about the preseason, Kansas City has more buzz for a preseason game than your average NFL City. I can't speak for Pittsburgh or Dallas or whatever, but I, you know, I've talked to people in those towns, I didn't feel the same energy I feel in Kansas City. Because they just want to see this new offensive line, because they saw how this revolt went, and we all saw how it went. We should and, have some
0: buzz in Pittsburgh because they lost through the line So we should have I, some buzz. I out. think I, don't, I think the and buzz. Wayne is more negative. Looks good too, but Dwayne has looks real good. Sleep on him, but anyway, it's Chief shit about Pittsburgh. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying, Dwayne looks good. Thank you, Rob. And thank Appreciate you, Hank. Rob. Stepping in with me here, Rob Brenton from Six Ten Sports Radio. And now, I mean, one of the things to watch is we we opened up with talking about the offensive line, and one of the guys to watch is that Orlando Brown. Comes over from the Ravens. And I told the story for a minute on Jonah Schaefer, the uh, the beat writer for the Baltimore Ravens. And he had come on and said, it's not going to happen. Then it did happen. And I didn't think it was going to happen. He didn't think it was going to happen. Then it did happen. So I brought him back on the show a couple of days later. And we talked about it. And he said the Ravens were kind of going to concentrate on themselves in rebuilding what they're doing, looking at themselves. Which is okay, but you still have to be looking at the Chiefs. And when you look around, you know the rest of the AFC. The Colts with Carson Wentz been up and down. What are they can do with Carson Wentz because that team is ready to go. I love the offensive line in Indianapolis. To be, it looks like Carson Wentz could come back to regular season game one. They might take it slow with him by the twelve weeks was prognosis, but now it looked like it was going to be easier. Regardless, I did like the Colts a lot more. Think this would be a healthy Carson Wentz. The Browns, the team that I took, the, I think, took the biggest step in the offseason, bringing in 50% of the number one secondary in the NFL from the Rams. Uh, the, the great offensive line of that boasts three all pros with Jack Conklin, Wyatt Teller, Joe Patonio. They're, they're studs. And of course, that running game with Hunt and Chubb, uh, second to none. I do think they have a top 10 defense this year. But anyway, the Ravens, they do belong in the second bubble. And of course, the Buffalo Bills, right behind the Kansas City Chiefs. But also been paid attention to you know, what's going on in the AFC West You know with the Broncos. What are they doing? Because they bring in Darby and Fuller for that secondary. Von Miller's fresh. Uh, the offense has got the pizzas, pieces, but the question still remains the quarterback position. That's what the Chiefs have locked up. Now, as far as Vegas, their car, 30 is the new 20, right? 30 is the new 20. So we'll have to see on the Raiders. I personally like the Broncos roster, second best in the AFC West. And I know there's a lot of people out there, the Chargers have been everybody's darling. But, again, they got to be like the Browns. The Browns actually deserve the buzz because they went on the road and won a playoff game, They're waiting for the Chargers to do that. But, anyway, that's the AFC West. We'll always keep our eye on that. But back to the Orlando Brown on the offensive line. People have been seeing Twitter cutups and the one-on-one drills, and I've talked to former Chiefs linemen, uh, heck, even Jeff Schwartz on Twitter, former Chiefs lineman who does that big boy club, kind of like the John Gruden quarterback camp for linemen, and he spoke on it and a lot of times in one-on-one drills guys are working on techniques they're working on something it's the advantage to the defensive line with the rush they know what they're doing they know where they're going and oftentimes the offensive linemen don't have the advantage anyway that's practice but then when he gets in team drills 11 on 11 keeps everybody out uh, from getting homes he locks them all up i mean a different guy i mean there's that gamer mentality or not but again Guys going from a heavy run offensive uh, system, the number one running team in the NFL, the Ravens, to a heavy pass offense with the Kansas City Chiefs. He did play with 389 snaps last year at left tackle when Ronnie Stanley um, got hurt. And so he moved over to left side. Chiefs made him the left tackle, which they absolutely needed because Chiefs needed stability on the left side. But I'm curious to see him in live action. How will that acclimate, acclimate with him, Joe Tooney, the new guard from the Patriots? Creed Humphrey, the rookie, Trey Smith, the rookie, and you get a lot of look at Lucas Niang, the rookie. Not a lot to go by in the Chiefs offensive line. Not a lot to go by because the guys are rookies. But Amy Reid is not going to play you, and Eric B.M. is not going to play you if guys aren't ready for action in the National Football League. I mean, Reid's been hesitant. With Kareem Hunt, he was hesitant at first. Spencer Ware gets hurt. Kareem Hunt ends up leading the NFL in rushing. Clyde edwards lair. started last year as a rookie. Trust in rookie. But this whole preseason is going to be, a, be, a, be about the word trust. Can Mahomes trust his offensive line? Can Andy Reid and Eric trust the offensive line to call whatever plays they want to? But the offensive line is the number one point of emphasis with the Chiefs. And, yes, the second team has a lot of Super Bowl experience. And Andrew Wiley, Nick Allegretti, they've been Super Bowl starters. Uh, Lauren devarney tardif the, the, the only doctor in the National Football League, is currently hurt with a broken bone in his hand. So, we'll be waiting to see. He lost his job to Trey Smith, uh, the rookie, um, earlier in the camp. So, I am looking a lot forward to the the offensive line. Of course, Monday, right here at 2 o'clock Central Time, uh, from 2 to 2.30, we'll break down the Chiefs in their first preseason game. And then, of course, uh, we'll keep going. This Kansas City Chiefs training camp live all the way through preseason up until the regular season. Uh, Big thanks to Rob Brenton. Uh, from 610 Sports Radio that joined me. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, hit me up on Twitter with comments, questions, whatever you need about Chiefs training camp in 2021. It's great that we're able to see it. I didn't have it last year, didn't have preseason football. I know we only have three games instead of four. But again, enjoying it, not taking it for granted. Great to see some Chiefs um, preseason football on Saturday night. Something I never thought I'd say, but looking forward to it. But anyway, thanks a lot for checking this out.